This is a production of ITM Media. Hello and welcome to episode two of New Beginnings. I'm Matt Beamer alongside with my brother-in-law again, Preacher Earl. How's it going, Earl? Uh, doing well. I'm Good. Back down for another drill. Another two, another fun, exciting weekend of drill. I'm so yeah. glad I'm done with that. Yeah. Absolutely 100% glad I'm done with that. I couldn't take it anymore, man. <laughs> Once you get out active duty and you go to the reserves, especially from the Marine Corps to a branch like the Air Force, can't do it, man. Yeah. I can't. I just wanted to. It, yeah. It, well, it, the, the older I get, the harder it is. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. There's more uh, responsibility with uh, rank. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Naturally. so, uh, pastor in a church and then trying to uh, do all the administrative stuff with the Air Force. And, oh, yeah. Especially uh, when it comes down to medical checks and the annual medical checks, it takes up the whole week. And yeah. 100% it does. Yeah, especially the kids are getting older, so it's hard to oh, leave them. Oh, yeah, you don't want to miss those opportunities <clears throat> that's whatsoever. But Yeah, but it's good to come down. I, I've, I've really enjoyed coming down and uh, staying with y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and our house is always open, open to you and your families. I think Caroline, though, wants the niece and nephew to come. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we got, we got to make that happen. We got to make Caroline happy with that. There you go. <laughs> one but, day. Yeah, one day, but uh, everything else going well. How's, how's church going? What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, you still covering Revelations? Yeah, so uh, we're... Uh, church is going well. Uh, we're inside. Uh, we start Sunday school back in Easter Sunday. Right. But yeah, we're going through the book of Revelation. Uh, we're only on the second chapter, and we've been there for the last month. But we're going to go through the book of Revelation, try to get it down where we can all understand it. This is a difficult book and challenging book. But well, what makes it so challenging? <clears throat> well, you just hear all kind of different interpretations, and people try to interpret it uh interpret it uh by world events and we don't do that yeah it's it's weird because it seems like on social media and i'm sure it's very easy to go down this slippery slope where people say it's the end times because of this and this and this event yeah and they cherry pick events that's right whereas i'm sure in the 1940s you could say hitler was the antichrist yeah and say this is the end times because of this and this and this but every generation since christ has uh come they think it's the last right uh and so we can't interpret the bible by world events we have to interpret the bible with the bible Hmm, and so i I interpret scripture with scripture which uh, things look crazy and uh they always have each generation something's crazy's happened we've just gotten out of a pandemic and the elections and and people are really on edge which we all should be on edge we should all be waiting on jesus right but nobody knows when he's coming back Okay. Uh, we all must be ready. That's the purpose of the book of Revelation. You must be ready. So, yeah, that's what we're going through right now, the book of Revelation. Uh, the further you get into it, uh, there's some interpretive challenges uh, that we're going to try to get through and uh, help everybody understand. But, yeah, it's been fun, uh, a challenge for the most part. All right. Well, <clears throat> a little a little housekeeping thing to keep up with here. Uh, we got a podcast. Uh, we got this new podcast we're starting off we got a twitter page a twitter feed so if you want the twitter feed if you want to join us on social media as far as twitter as far right now we're on twitter at new beginnings p6 that was the only one i could get all right and i don't i've tried to change it but new beginnings p6 it's on there if you want 
updates on when the episodes will drop as far as the actual podcast and links to the podcast, that's the place to go. So New Beginnings P6, capital P6. There you go. So that's our official New Beginnings podcast Twitter feed. Just wanted to throw that out there. And I wanted to thank everybody for joining us right now on Facebook Live too right now. But feel free to ask questions throughout the episode on Facebook Live. We do this every time we record an episode under Liberty Baptist Church's Facebook page. So make sure to go like that page as well for updates whenever we go live. You can view the podcast, ask us questions regarding last week's episode and whatever you had going on this week. Or maybe just random questions at the end of the show. There you go. We'll figure that out as we go. But thanks for everybody for listening. We appreciate you for joining us, whether you're on Facebook Live or your podcast platform. So what are we talking about today? Earl? Well, uh, last time we talked about really new beginnings. If you're a, if you're not a Christian and you're looking uh, to become a Christian, how does it work? How, how do you become a Christian? How do you become a follower of Christ? And um, and and if you're if you're new to the faith, uh, what what should you look for in a church? We covered those things, right? And, and the main thing is find a church where the preacher preaches the word. Uh, uh, the Word of God, the Bible. I mean, everything else is secondary. Um, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people will try to find churches where the music is the best thing, uh, or small groups or whatnot. But which um, isn't necessarily bad things to look for in a no, church. No, they're, they're great. Yeah, you know, people put those above the Scripture and the Word of God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if uh, if a church doesn't have the best singing, but they have very good preaching, that's the one I'm gonna go mm-hmm. to because yeah. that's how I learn. Right. And so. Then we talked about salvation. Before we moved on, I, I kind of want to stay there a little bit because yeah. that that's an eternal concept. We your whole eternity depends on your decision that you make for Christ. Right. Uh, you can deny him, reject him, or you can follow him. And so, what does that look like? And really, tonight I, I want to talk about grace. It says in John that he is full of grace and truth, and he brought grace to us and. Uh, in our sin, well, you know what grace is? It's undeserved merit, undeserved love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't earn it. It's like when I give you a gift, you receive it or you reject it. It's nothing you did to earn it, right? Right. And so a lot of people think that they need to earn their salvation. They have to work for it. But it's a gift from God. And uh, I want to read something from Ephesians that says, Ephesians chapter 2. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So it's a gift from God. He has given you salvation. He has done all the work for you. And so we have to receive that by faith. Now, faith, that's something you can't see it. Right. You have to believe in it in faith, and a lot of people will try to come to the Bible and say, well, I, I, I just don't understand. It doesn't connect, so I can't believe in it. They, they just want all the answers, but really, you have to believe it on faith. There's some things that I don't understand in the Bible, but I have to believe them by faith, accept it by faith. It's kind of like asking, is, is that old adage, I'm sure you've heard about it a time or two, where and, and usually it happens after a major event in life, like a death and or mm-hmm. something like that, where... God's in control. God has a plan. Just follow him. Well, it would be a lot easier to have that and follow that plan if you would have the roadmap in front of you. Like, <laughs> Tell me exactly what you want to do, yeah. and I'll go do it. No problem. Just show mm-hmm. me what to do. And then, you know, when something happens, it's like, trust God, trust God. And it's so tough for 
a lot of people to, you know, sometimes I'm sure myself to wrap their head around because it's like, well, what do you mean by that? Why do you do that to me? Or, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, and you kind of question God, what you shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. I'm sure later on in the episodes, we'll get to <clears throat> that because I've, I've got a story behind that. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you talk about faith and it's so simple to just believe in it and go. And it's, it's tough. Mm -hmm. It really is. We, we want to talk about grace tonight. I'm glad you brought that up, that, um, that it's, it's a gift. And so there are two types of grace. There's common grace and there's saving uh, grace. Okay. What's um, the differences? So common grace is a grace that everybody experiences, whether you're a believer or an unbeliever. So think about the air we breathe. That's a gift from God. You take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. Air, sunshine, the beach, rivers. Mountains. Mountains. Yeah. Beauty of the earth. Man, that's uh, a common grace that everybody Being able experience. to walk yeah <laughs> i know right yeah that's a common grace that everybody experiences but there's a specific kind of grace that god gives his people and as a saving grace it's a gift that you cannot earn yourself and and we must receive that by faith he came to this earth to die for us we didn't deserve that i mean we were a rebellious people and he left heaven all the glories of heaven to come to this earth to die for for rebellious people I mean, that was an undeserved gift, and that is what grace is. And so to say, well, I got to be good for God, or I got to earn my my way and my, my merit or his favor, that's like a slap in the face. To God. Yeah. So what if I gave you a gift for Christmas out of the love of my heart? And you're like, well, I got I got to cut the grass. I got to chop firewood for you. I got I to gotta do all these things to make up for for that gift that you've given. Or I got to give you something of equal or greater value. Yeah. Yeah. How could you ever work your way to what Christ has done for you? Unless you jump in front of the bullet for him, I don't think you can. No, you, you know? can't. <laughs> you there, can't. You can never earn your salvation. There, There's not enough deeds in this world. And, right. And so we can rest in grace. And a lot of times we feel guilty, don't we? We oh, feel yeah. guilty over sin, but um, I think, man, his grace, uh, Paul says, abounds more than sin so uh, we've all sinned yeah. i mean th and there's some sins in our life that that we never forget yeah those we call big sins all sin is a big yeah sin, it's but, all equal but we think of these big sins that we've done that we can't forget but god's grace goes further than that it reaches further than that sin mm -hmm. and grace abounds over our sin and some people think well god can't forgive me of, of, of that yeah, his his grace is greater. There, I've spoke to a lot of people, and they think, "Man, the Lord can't forgive me all the bad things that I've done," but they don't have a good understanding of what grace means. Right? Yeah, it abounds over that. Think of the people in the Bible that who really messed up, like David. Yeah, he, he was a man after God's own heart. Yeah, and uh, he committed adultery. Uh, Bathsheba's husband, he had him murdered on the battlefield, and God still forgave him. So it's, uh, we serve a wonderful God. Right. And so the main thing that I wanted to just to hound into people if I could, that it doesn't matter how, how bad you've been, how far you've gone, God's grace and love goes further. Right. There, there was this one story I heard, and it was from a Navy chaplain. You know, he was talking about this topic, grace, and this stuck out to me. He was a big Harley-Davidson motorcycle rider, and he would ride all the time. And whenever, and he said there was an issue where he was riding the motorcycle 
and behind the logging truck for for one i don't like riding behind logging trucks as a uh -huh. firefighter you just <laughs> you just and, and yeah, it's a common sense it's like you give those people distance well i guess something went wrong with the load and a log fell off wow and he said an expletive and i think he i don't know if he laid down the bike but he he had that pucker moment mm -hmm. you know that we've all been through and he said if i would have gotten killed by that log that day riding that motorcycle and approach god saying that stuff and probably thinking that stuff i don't know what exactly he went through and i, I and forgive me i can't remember exactly verbatim what he said if it happened over 15 years ago that i heard this story that he said he would stand before god and find him not worthy and jesus who is kind of your advocate if you're a christian we talked about that i think last uh a couple weeks ago yeah he said put on these glasses of grace and look at this person through my eyes and then once god does that it's like oh i get it mm -hmm. and and that that story's kind of stuck with me just how you know it is it's god who judges you but a lot of people don't you're saved by jesus but he's also going to have your back at that judgment day yeah at that time of hey he mm -hmm. called upon me i got him you know yeah he kind of vouches for you yeah that's right he, right he's, like you said he's our advocate and um when i became saved when i put my trust and faith in the lord jesus christ and he saved me there's two things that happen my sin was transferred to jesus mm -hmm. and his righteousness was transferred to me so now god the father when he looks upon earl he doesn't see earl he sees jesus yeah and and so when i stand before god one day on judgment day and i've placed my trust and faith in jesus christ god's not going to see me and my righteousness he's going to see his son's righteousness that was given to me right so i get to heaven based on his righteousness not my own because uh the bible says that our righteousness is like filthy rags so if you're trying to work your way to heaven and you're trying to be self-righteous, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. And that's where we, you know, we talked about religion. I, I, I think religious people are like that. They, they're self-righteous and, and they try to earn their way. And look what I've done, Jesus, or look what I've done, God. And he's going to say, depart from me. I, I don't know who you are. Right. Um, but, and, and, that's, and it comes down to free will when you talk about that. It's like if you, vow, if you choose God... <clears throat> And I heard this crazy thing. I would like you to listen to it after we're done here. I should have been a little more prepared in this, but there's this individual who I think you'll like listening to because he debates these people all the time. Yeah, and it's like if you choose to worldly moralities mm -hmm. and everything, God allows you to do that. He's not going to be controlling, and he's going to have you give have free will over everything that you do. However, once you decide to choose God over everything else, he's going to you know your free will's there but if your free will is to the world and to your own moralities and your own standards of living mm -hmm. he's going to say hey i don't know you yeah depart from me but we got a question here it's actually from caroline and she says how do you know you have received grace from god and that's a great question yeah well we know that whenever we accept the lord jesus christ in our heart that um and we trust in him that he gives us the holy spirit right so um he gives us conviction uh, over sin that we didn't have before. So maybe before I was uh, a believer, maybe I lied all the time. And uh, now that the Holy Spirit is in me, he convicts me of that. So there's conviction uh, where there wasn't conviction before. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so uh, 
you had this new joy in your life, that this peace that surpasses all understanding. Uh, I think about when my father passed away um, with cancer a few years ago. The moment I heard that he passed, it's like this supernatural peace came over me. And I think only a believer can experience that. Right. And the Bible says that, yeah, we, we mourn for those who die, but we don't mourn like those who don't understand, uh, that don't have a hope. And, and he gives us this hope. It's like he, he plants it inside of us. He plants this peace and this joy inside of us that really I, I can't under, explain. I mean, who can have peace after somebody has passed away? Only a Christian can. Right. Yeah, we, we weep over it and we, we cry, but it's like this peace is there that we didn't have before. So I, I believe peace is there, conviction of sin is there. The Bible says that we are... Uh, a new creation the old is past and the new has come so we're not that same person anymore we're, right. we're a different uh creation uh creature but the book of john actually gives you test uh to see if you're truly in the faith so talking about grace and th this is kind of help with that question a lot of people say well i can sin all i want because of grace well no paul says yeah grace abounds over sin but should we continue to sin he said certainly not Right. Because a lot of people, they're called high grace people. Define uh, that real quick. That high grace, like I, I can do whatever I want because God has forgiven me. God uh, is my get out of jail free card. Yeah, that's right. right. And okay. so it's no big deal if I sin. And they, they don't think that our sin is offensive to God, which it is. In First John, he gives us a test to see if we are in the faith. He says um, in verse uh, chapter 2, verse three he says now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments so if we keep his commandments we know that we know him and he knows us right and he begins to say who says i know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him so this is evidence that you are in the faith that you keep his commandments mm -hmm. that you love him that you don't say well i'm gonna sin i'm gonna do whatever i want to do because I know he's going to forgive me. That's not the attitude of a, a born-again believer. And like we talked about last time, Jesus in John 3 says that you must be born again to enter into the kingdom. It's a spiritual birth. You're a new person. You're not the same person. So if there had, you might have had an experience, but if that experience didn't change your life, then there wasn't a conversion. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Yeah, it's a very good question because a lot of people might not know. A and, lot of and, people and, want and, it. And do you think? And do you think that's like maybe uh, the devil trying to play tricks on you? Like, are you really saved? <laughs> oh yeah, I think he um, he's but, the great accuser, and right now he's accusing us before God, saying, you, do you, "He's saying, you know what Earl thought today? Do you know what Earl did today?" Satan means adversary, uh, accuser. So he's trying to always accuse the brethren, and uh, and then I'm sure he. I feel like he plants seeds in our mind. You're not saved after what you did. You remember what you did 10 years ago? You can't be saved. He's putting these doubts yeah. in your mind. And, yeah, we, we have to combat that through Scripture because mm -hmm. we know that Jesus has forgiven us. I mean, John, 1 John really is a test to know if you're in the faith. Here, here's a promise here. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive those. 
So are you going to believe the devil or are you going to believe God's word? Uh, God's word, but the, yeah. devil, the devil is an interesting adversary because he knows God's word too. I know. You know, yeah, he you, probably knows he, it better than we do. Yeah, you got to be careful. He even he could use that to perform his will. Yeah, or, or tend to perform his will, I should say. And you got to be careful about that. And a lot of people, yeah. you know, I don't think think about that. And I'm sure a lot of people do, but now a lot of people think, oh, that's God, and the opposite of God is the devil, and the devil yeah. doesn't know anything about that. It's like oh, you'd be wrong, man. You got to know your enemy. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, what did G.I. Joe say? Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> G.I. Joe. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's why it's important to always be in the Word. The devil used Scripture trying to tempt Jesus. Yeah. When Jesus was in the wilderness, uh, the devil spit Scripture to Jesus, and uh, he twisted it. He's the great twister. I mean, the devil tries to twist everything that God uh, has ordained. I mean, look at um, now, I mean, Jesus said, I've made man in my image, male and female. And uh, he called it very good. And look what the devil is doing now, trying to twist the male and female. How many genders is the world say we have now? Apparently like, apparently like 187. I don't even know anymore. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous at this point. Yeah, so he twists that. He tries to twist that. Uh, uh, he ordained marriage that a man shall leave his parents and cling fast to his wife. Uh, and and look look what he's doing to marriage now. I mean, there's men and men want to get married. <laughs> it, it's crazy. I mean, he twists and distorts everything that God has called good, and he tries hard as he can to do that, and he twists God's Word. So that is why it's so important that we must be in the Word so we know what's true and what's false. Right. And so, um, and yeah, he's going to try to plant seeds in your mind to take away that assurance that you might have. And so we have to rest on God's promises that if we confess our sins, if we tell God our sins that, hey, I'm a sinner, I know that I'm a sinner, I need your grace and I need your mercy and I need your forgiveness, it says that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And that's the only way that we can get into heaven is forgiveness of our sins. And right. Jesus is the only one that can do that. Right. And we got another one from Caroline. She's just asking all the questions. Feel free, anybody else, too, who wants to ask you questions. But at what point in your life did you know the exact moment God gave you grace? And I was thinking she's talking about us at one moment. I'm going to let you go first, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody says, well, there's got to be a moment, a second uh, time in your life. But some people might not. It might be over time. Yeah, could it be like a, instead of just an instantaneous explosion? I mean, just like a... Because I feel for me, it isn't just I can I can pinpoint where I got saved. Yeah. But I feel like I really started understanding it once I got older. And a lot of people don't have have that opportunity. Yeah. That's why it's better to do it now mm -hmm. and get saved. But I feel like over time, I feel like I've grown more and realized this isn't right, but this is. And it, yeah. you you pick up these life lessons and you use that salvation to determine right and wrong and make wise choices based off of that yeah if you've been tempted okay i've been in it before i could do it again mm -hmm. or if i stumble it's like okay where can i learn it from this in the future yeah you can do that i, I don't i mean you make a good point because i was going to ask you that does it have yeah. to happen now, one some moment? people have dramatic uh conversion experiences like right like the apostle paul i mean he, he had a dramatic uh and a lot of revivals i've 
been in. People have had like a dramatic life change right then. But the big thing is that you, you have to look back and you have to say, my life was different then than it is now. For me, I, I got saved at a young age. I was 10. But the big thing for me before I was saved, the thing that I struggled with was, was death. I mean, it scared me to death to think about death. Oh, you mean like your death? Yeah, eternity. Okay. I mean, it scared me. I'm like, yeah. if I die, I mean, eternity's forever. What does that mean? I mean, I literally couldn't sleep at night because it, I mean, wow. it would scare me to death. And, well, not yeah. literally. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, uh, no pun intended. But when I got saved, that, that fear went away. I wasn't scared of death anymore. It, I knew where I was going. I, I had hope. The Lord put hope in me. And so it, it was over a small, short period of time. Um, but I saw that my life had changed. Those fears had left me uh, when I got saved. I feel like it's taken longer for me as far as that because I, I got saved in 2000. Yep, 2000. And 21 years later, I feel like, oh, now I'm starting to get it. Yeah. You know, I'm putting a little bit more time into it and mm -hmm. should have been doing this a long time ago, but woulda, coulda, shoulda. You can't change yeah. the past. Learn from it, move on. Oh, well. Yeah. It's tough sometimes, but you, it's, it's got to be done. And now I'm starting to kind of figure out, oh, okay, this, I could do things like this or I could mm -hmm. do things like that. Well, when Short we become uh, Christians, Paul says it's like we're infants, we're, we're drinking milk. Then, then what do you do after you drink milk? You move on to meat. Yeah. And, uh, and Paul said some of these Christians, they were drinking milk for so long. He's like, y'all should be eating meat right now. Y'all should be teaching. We're going to hold you back a grade. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so when you become a Christian, yeah, you might not know anything. The only thing you know is that you were a sinner and that Jesus, by his grace, has saved you and forgiven you of all your sins. And that might be all you know. Right. And that's that's enough to be in heaven. I, I think about the thief on the cross. Mm-hmm. He had just heard of Jesus, and uh, Jesus said, "Today you'll be with me in paradise." He didn't have time to get baptized. He didn't have time to get study uh, the scripture or anything. But at that moment, he he got saved because he placed his trust in Christ, and he said, "You'll be with me today in paradise." Right. He he knew when his salvation was. You know. Yeah. But I, I I know the time period mine was because my life had was different than it was before. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but there, there is uh, instant time that he places the Holy Spirit within you, and that is when you put your faith in him. It's all grace, and that's the big thing that I want everybody to understand, that you don't work for your salvation. Um, I, I believe a lot of people will say, well, I go to church every Sunday. I give 10% of my tithes. Uh, what Jesus said, not, no, that's not going to earn it. You do that out of your love for me. Yeah, you worship me because of what I've done for you. You you tithe because what I've done for you. Right. You do these things because what I've done for you. You don't do these things to gain or earn my love. You do it out of the, the love I've had for you. So grace is a big thing, and I, I just want everybody to know that you can call upon the name of the Lord and, and confess that you're a sinner and that, uh, that you can't do it without him. The Bible says, apart from me, you can do nothing. How does one answer, and I'm, I've been guilty of this, you, you see these people who are, I don't believe in God, this and that, but they seem to have it together. They have the house. They have the money. They have mm -hmm. the, you, you know, you name it. They got the life. Yeah. The life you can only dream of. It's like, man, if I just had a tenth of what that guy had, I wouldn't have to worry about a thing. Yeah. But yet 
and I, we covered it last week where you know more troubles and tribulations are going to be put on christians and non-christians you you mentioned right there or you can't do anything through me yet you see these people who aren't with him gain all this stuff how yeah. would you, how would you talk to people about that so we we talked about uh common grace at the beginning that everybody has this common grace that the lord gives them like air we breathe jobs the walking beach, walking yeah talking and, and hearing so uh uh, I forget what passage it was in Proverbs. I mean, it's time we can look at that. It says that God actually gives the wealth to the wealthy. And so whether you're a believer or a non-believer, if there's a non-believer that's real wealthy, who gave it to him? God did. Right. That's part of his common grace. He gives kings power. I mean, he, he puts them in place. Did Joe Biden get in office by his own power? No, he, no we're not going to talk to <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> Or, or Donald Trump, no. No, no. The yeah, Lord we, ordained them for that position. Right, he wasn't surprised come the results yeah. of election day in yeah. either case. And, and, I, and I believe that before the beginning of time, God knew in his plan, he wrote in his plan, that Joe Biden would be the president of America at this point. Mm -hmm. He ordained that. And so, yeah, we vote, and we vote on biblical principles, but really God's the one who puts them there. God ordains it, and He's got a reason and a purpose. He puts which, which kings goes and powers. which goes back to that. Just give me the roadmap, and I'll be fine, knowing <laughs> exactly what's coming up next. Yeah, and it's would you really want to know? Oh, good question. <laughs> nobody's really gonna come back with me with you that. You know, I used to say I would. I want to know my life from this point to the day I die. But what I really well it <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a good question because yeah. you you don't think about that. I'd like yeah. to know. Okay, what's going on in the next month? What yeah. do I have to get ready for? What do I, you know, is there going to be a storm coming that's going to wipe out my house? How do yeah. I do? I need to start prepping for that. Yeah, you make a good point because I mean, yeah, I'm glad. I'm kind of glad he withholds that information. <laughs> Only he knows. Yeah, uh, yes and no. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a part of you. I'm. I, there's definitely a part of me mm -hmm. that's like, if you just show me exact where to just point me in the direction i'll keep i'll get walking yeah you know that'd be great <laughs> yeah but yeah the big thing tonight is uh if the first place to begin is to admit that you're a sinner mm -hmm. that you don't measure up that you do not deserve uh, eternal life with him and you say lord i i'm a sinner i can't do this apart from you and i need you your forgiveness your grace and your mercy upon my life and and know that he forgives you of all of your sins no matter how bad you think it was because one it, say i was perfect my whole life at one point in my life I, I i told a lie that lie would be enough to send me to hell forever and ever yeah there's really no such thing as a small sin they're no, all yeah. they're all the same in god's eyes i believe and so if you murder somebody or if you tell a little white lie they're both gonna send you to hell without the forgiveness of jesus christ right and we have to be perfect to get to heaven but it's not based on our perfection it's based on jesus's perfection and when we trust in him his perfection is given to us that is grace if you understand that and you've called upon the lord for forgiveness of your sins and ask him into your heart and believe that he died uh he was in the grave for three days and he rose again and he reigns in heaven i says you will be saved yep so when you confess that with your mouth uh, the lord will save you and so it's all grace. It's a gift from God. It's nothing that we earn. And so that's really the topic that I wanted to talk about tonight before we moved on because it's so deep and it's really the foundation of salvation. Mm -hmm. You've been saved by grace through faith. 
we might not understand it, but we have to believe it by faith and trust it. The Christian, all other religions, we're the only religion that has that. All the other religions, you have to be good enough. You have to earn that way. Yeah, your good works have to outweigh your bad works. I'm glad I'm a Christian because uh, I'm sure all my bad works outweigh my good ones. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... Uh, Especially if somebody cuts you off on the interstate, it's like, boy, if I could, you know, type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because you don't think about that. You think about, it's kind of like we talked about last last week, fire and forget. He's not going to leave you, but, you know, don't stray too far from him. We use the analogy of the tide. Yeah. And him coming back in, and he's constant, and we're the ones going that are choosing to go in and out. And, and grace is something I've never really dove too deep into because mm-hmm. it's something i think it, it is overlooked just based on this conversation that we're having right now it is overlooked we're saved through grace by faith kind of keep it simple yeah that's it yeah because grace has only been brought up i think maybe a handful of times that i can remember doing anything with bible study small groups or church yeah and it's just overlooked yeah why, it, why do you think that is i don't know that's a good question uh i think we try to skip the basics too fast because right when somebody gets saved, it's like, you got to get dunked. <laughs> you got to get dunked. Do you think it takes, do you, and, and I hate to make it sound like we're developing like soldiers and robots, because we're not. Christianity isn't like that. We're, and God didn't create us like that to be a robot. God yeah. created us with free will. Because it's like, do you really want me or do you not? Yeah. You know, I want you to be with me. And I'm not speaking for God. I'm not speaking yeah. for God. Just a little disclaimer there. But how, how much are you do you want a relationship with me? Yeah. As far as God and yourself. And I feel like it's after you get saved, it's like a lot of churches I've seen it all right, when you want to get baptized. Yeah. It's like you gotta check these marks. It's like, well, how do you think it's better to develop new Christians from that milk slow to make them understand and appreciate it more? Or do you agree with the churches a lot of churches' concepts are just like, when can we dunk you? Because I feel like it's kind of, and this is another thing with churches we could go down the rabbit hole with. They want to show that we're we're doing something. Look at us. We're dunking. Yeah. And it's a big part of faith, and I'm glad that your father baptized me, and I'll never forget that. But do you think it would be better to develop it more? It's like, hey, listen, you got saved. Great. Congrats. You know, welcome. This is great. Yeah. Let me tell you about grace and why mm-hmm. you're saved and stuff. I just throwing them under water saying, okay, Come to church every Sunday. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it's really hurt uh, a lot of people. I think baptizing people too quick has made a lot of false converts because they've done it too fast. Uh, and I'm very cautious on who and when I baptize. The first thing I want to hear, if somebody comes up to me and say, well, I, I'm ready to get baptized. I got saved. Well, I want to hear a testimony first. I want to hear why, why, you're, why do you think you're saved? what happened how has your life changed what do you think about jesus who is he do you believe that you're a sinner and i want to hear some answers now why Uh, is that i don't know i don't know your heart Mm -hmm. only god knows your heart but i want to be confident that you were saved before i baptize you um because i believe in believers baptism believers baptism i think that's the first act of obedience after you get saved I would hate to baptize somebody that was not saved because if they're not saved, they get baptized. Well, 20 years later, they're going to look back and say, oh, I, I got baptized. I'm saved. You, you know? Oh, they're going to put the buggy before the horse in that sense and yeah. think the baptism is the salvation. Yeah, kind of like the uh, Roman Catholics. They, uh, they believe baptism brings salvation. 
And they'll say, well, I was baptized as a, I was a baby. Yeah, so, I mean, that's like a check I, in the I box mean, for them. Yeah, so I don't want that to happen with believer's baptism. I, I want to be confident that you're saved. I don't know your heart. Only God does. But I mm-hmm. want to have a good idea that you understand the gospel, understand grace. Um, and so I, I'm real cautious a lot of times uh, before I jump into baptizing somebody. I, I kind of want to hear their testimony, how their life's changed, how their life's different since they've become a believer so yeah that's uh and, and I, I i've seen a lot of people say get baptized just because their friend did oh i want to get baptized you, you know they'll yeah. see their friend do it yeah. and they'll say well i want to get baptized because they did well that's not a reason to get baptized you get baptized because you're identifying with the lord jesus that uh, he he was buried and he was raised again into newness of life and so that's what we're doing we were being buried with him our sin and then we're raised into newness of life and it's more than a symbol we're identifying with his death burial and resurrection i believe your that's your first public profession of faith i like when they're baptized in front of a bunch of witnesses a bunch of people to say hey i'm identifying with jesus christ now i'm going to follow him and this is the day that i'm going to do it right yeah so I, i'm cautious uh and some people might get mad about that. Oh, the preacher won't baptize me. Well, you ought to be thankful. <laughs> you know? Yeah, be careful. Hey, slow yeah. down, you know. Yeah. I mean, we, we want to make sure that you're a follower of Jesus Christ before we do this. Yeah, and if not, let's make you one. Let's, yeah. make, let's make sure. Yeah, and, yeah, right. And we want to see evidence of faith. Like Jesus says, you'll know people by their fruits. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so when we ever bring somebody before uh, for baptism, we bring them before the church. And the church says, yeah, we see evidence in, in your life that, that you can be baptized, um, that you're a, a, a Christian, that you've been saved. We've seen that evidence. So Jesus said, well, you'll know them by their fruits, and we want to see some of those fruits. Um, right. Instead of just walking in, hey, I want to be baptized, and then never see them again. <laughs> right. We were talking about going fast and slow there. So, you <laughs> yeah. know, so pretty much your answer is to take it slow. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me tell you about grace. Let me tell you about what you just did and talk about grace. And then yeah. you came a born again Christian. Yeah. Crawl, walk, run, man. Yeah. Like, hey, man, let's, let's get you crawling first before we baptize you. Then we can start walking and then we can run. Yeah. And, um, but say one Sunday, they're like, man, I got saved under the preaching of the word this week. I got convicted of my sin. I, I confessed to the Lord and I trust in him. I, he, he's filled me with this Holy Spirit, and they come to me Sunday, that Sunday, and say, Preacher, I, I just got saved. And they give me that testimony, and they, they understand that they were sinners, and now they've been forgiven. Yeah, I'll baptize them that day. Right. Yeah, that, that's what I want to hear. Uh, I don't want to hear, well, I want to get baptized because uh, my friend did, or or I think it's uh, I'm, I'm old enough to get baptized. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah so, so I'm cautious in that way. So. It just depends. Okay. Yeah. I, I like that. I mean, that's a good answer. That One that I've been kind of feeling is like, when do we crawl, walk, run? Do we? Yeah. And that's a big debate. Do we immediately baptize people? And we've seen that in the Bible. Uh, the uh, Ethiopian, uh, he, he said, where's some water where I can get baptized? He was baptized that day. But again, that goes back to Caroline's question where, you know, at what point does it happen mm-hmm. fast for people? Yeah. slow i mean sometimes you can have that divine spark yeah. and just like oh my you know this this i need to change and do this and yeah. do it fast 
or is it like someone like me where it's you know like an investment yeah. oh and i hate to put it like that yeah but you're just gaining that interest and gaining that mm -hmm. value yeah i guess that you know regardless of what position i'm put in yeah it's like okay i get it this is yeah. this is who i am you and, know and that, that at that point that's the point where you placed your faith in christ and some of us don't know exactly when that point was I, but there was a point in your life that you said i'm all in christ yeah and i think it was when i became a firefighter it's like you know you're a united states marine you serve people from the age of 18 you get out you try to do your thing you come back in you grow more in a relationship with god and your spouse and then you get out and you become a firefighter it's like okay i get it i'm a server mm -hmm. and it's not like i'm serving food it's like you call on me i go into the dangerous situation it's like oh okay i get what my purpose is yeah. you know on your worst on somebody's worst day i'm there for them mm -hmm. whether you're a believer non-believer you know i'm still gonna pray going to the call saying may your will be done there you go. and it is the you you get scared but then you just fight through it and you you do the thing afraid it's like mm -hmm. all right i gotta do this you know and you just and and i got asked that question once it was you know do you pray for the patient or do you pray for you it's like i pray for me god already knows what's going on with that patient mm -hmm. but i'm going to do everything i can to help them everything i can to comfort their family yeah because it it is a, not, it's not easy hearing some family member scream they're dead you know not everybody can, I, I still hear it yeah yeah it's not easy but once i figured that out it's like i get what i'm supposed to do mm -hmm. okay let's go all yeah. in yeah you know and, uh, whether i you know knock on wood 50 years down the road i'm done and gone and buried or you know if i die in the line of duty nobody wants to die in the line of duty but you know you get that idea it's like i get what i'm supposed to do in life you know that, I'm glad you brought that up, and we'll we'll kind of conclude here. Okay, yeah. Um, it says that for by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves; it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So we can't boast on it. No, I, and, and I and I don't, and I yeah. you know I just kind of this is my mentality. Yeah, and know. so uh, it says for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So good works come after that. You are His workmanship. So you as a firefighter. You're God's workmanship. He uses you to help other people. That's the so, way I feel. So you've been saved. He uses you to do his work on this earth. Right. And, and I think about God uses us to accomplish his will. We think about uh, the burger flipper at McDonald's. They might like, well, I don't want to be a burger flipper. Well, you're actually accomplishing God's will. What does it say uh, in the Lord's Prayer? Um, Give us this day our daily bread. Yeah. Well, you're helping people get their daily bread by flipping burgers. Right. The the guy that kills the cows at the butcher or the butcher, he's doing God's will. The person that transports the meat from the butcher to the uh, to McDonald's, he's doing God's will. Right. The burger flipper is doing God's will. The cashier is giving them the food. It's all a part of God's will. And right. Is a firefighter? Yeah, you're doing God's will, making. And like you said, once you know, I'm not trying to boast about it because yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But you know, I but I hear what you're saying. But I, I, once I realized that, like I don't, and it's so bad to say, it's so bad to hear if you don't understand what we're talking about. And me as a first responder, pray for me and my team's safety, mm -hmm. me and my team's ability to get the job done. That gives me peace. Mm 
because mm-hmm. not everybody makes it, man. Yeah. And you got to either move on with that and accept it. And I believe God helps me out. It's like, it's, you know, you did everything you could. Yeah. He won't, you know, he doesn't talk to me. He's like, you did everything he good. He's in heaven or wish you could have done more. It's like, you yeah. know, he doesn't do that. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like that gives me peace to know that I could do anything I can for that person. And as long as me and my team come home to our families, it was a good day. Yeah. It would have been bad for somebody else. But you don't form those personal relationships and you don't build that rapport like some healthcare workers do. Yeah. So it's it's less stressful on me. It's like, yeah. you, you know, as bad as it is, that's the kind of mentality you have. But I feel like once I figured that out, it's like, why did God put you here? And you go through the Marine Corps and you do this and you do that. And it's like, oh, I get it. I'm here to serve God by serving his people. Maybe not in the pulpit, but yeah, responding. And, and that gives you motivation to do better for him, so, I yeah, feel. And that, that's, that's how you can have assurance as a Christian, I believe, because everything we do, uh, we know that God is using us according to his will. Like, I, I'm a pastor. God's using me to teach his word to others. And right. So it's not me. He's given me this platform. I never in my life thought I could get in front of people and speak. And uh, he's given you the platform of as a firefighter mm-hmm. to to keep people from harm. And so once we have that mindset, and we, we understand that we are his workmen, his workmanship. He has yeah. saved us. And a non-believer doesn't understand that. A non-believer is out there thinking, yeah, it's, it's selfish. They're like, oh, how much money can I make this week? Or how many hours can I get, you know? Right. Um, but a Christian has a different mindset that we're actually working for the Lord and our rewards are in heaven. We don't lay our treasures on earth, but in heaven. And um, But, uh, yeah, we can go down a lot of rabbit holes. Yeah, we, we really can, and we've proved that last episode. If yeah. you haven't last episode or – Yet, I should say, go back and listen to episode one of New Beginnings, Christianity 101. It was out now on podcast platforms. We'll make sure to send out the link on Liberty Baptist Church's Facebook page. And once we start getting clicking here, and we'll get it out there more. It will be on Apple Podcasts and Google and Spotify. It's already on Spotify (laughs) and a few others, I believe. But we'll get the links out there to everybody to make sure that they can listen to the episode once it's edited and pushed down, not just on Facebook Live. Of course, you can always listen on Facebook Live every couple of weeks. I dare say we're going to start doing this every couple of weeks. And Earl, do you have anything else before we wrap it up here? Yeah, just uh, just know we'll, we'll probably be a little bit more organized in the next uh, few, I, I few times. I think it's already a better episode yeah, this time. Um, I, we just want you to have a good foundation and to understand salvation and grace that if you want to become a Christian, you call upon the name of the Lord. Uh, say, Lord, I, I'm a sinner. Um, uh, I need to. Uh, I need your forgiveness uh, of all of my sins. And it says that He is faithful and just to forgive those sins. And if you call upon the name of the Lord, uh, if you believe in your heart that He died, that He has risen again, you will be saved. And if you have any questions about that, please reach out to us. Send us a, a message or a comment. We'd be glad to get in touch with you. But salvation is eternal, uh, and this is an eternal uh, concept that we're talking about. It's life life or death, eternal death or eternal life. So we have to get this right. So we hope that we've been clear with it tonight. But we love you. We're praying for each one of you out there and uh, looking forward to the next episode. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, this is a lot of fun. I enjoy doing this with you. It 
teaches me more, gets my brain to turn. It's like, how can I be better? And what, you know, because if we talk about stuff in the future, maybe I struggle with, it's like, well, let me tell you what's up with my life first to throw it out there. Cause I don't mind airing out my dirty laundry, <laughs> you know, Hey, this is who I am. Love me or hate me. I don't, you know, this is who I am. Yeah. And this is what I'm trying to, how I'm be- trying to better myself with the walk with the Lord. We'll get more into that later. But again, Liberty Baptist Church is our main source of Facebook as far as the videos and announcements for the episodes. But we also, again, have a Twitter, New Beginnings, capital P, 6. Remember that. That's our Twitter handle now. So follow us on Twitter. Episodes and everything will be posted there if there are Twitter followers on the New Beginnings stuff. But, again, go back listen to Episode 1, Christianity 101, and we will get this episode out as soon as possible. But anything else, Earl? Preacher Earl? So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Thank you again so much for joining us, whether you're on Facebook Live or your podcast platform. We really appreciate it. For Preacher Earl, I am Matt Beamer. Thanks again for listening. Be safe, and we'll see you next time.